Once I've had SaneBox organise my email at the top level, I then have my own process to enable me to work through my emails quickly and keep my inbox clear. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. Welcome to the Power to Live More In Between show. Every other week, I share an interview with an interesting guest sharing their top tips, tools and strategies about how they use their power to live more. In between, I share my own content along with a summary of the tools, tips and strategies shared in the previous week's interview in the form of Joe's Gems. Managing your emails to reduce the overwhelm and free up more time. I can remember a time when we didn't have email. Yes, I am that old. We now seem to be suffering from email overwhelm everywhere we turn, at work, on our phones and at home. Email can be a great time saver and can help to get things done much more quickly than in the past. You can use it to help you to be organised and get more work done, but if you're not managing your emails properly, it can also take up far too much of your time. A lot of people hate email as it takes up too much time and gets in the way of conversations and living more. I think it can be a useful tool, but it is just that, a tool. It should help you to get things done, not hinder you. Managing your email, Inbox Zero. I've always worked on the Inbox Zero philosophy. I like to be tidy and need to have the decks clear to get stuff done, and that applies to my devices as well as my desk. That doesn't work for everyone and in some cases may cause more stress than it saves. If you're curious as to how it works though, here are some of my tips. Have everything come into one place. I use Gmail for my email account, the paid for version, with all email addresses, whether from my business, personal or from other businesses where I'm an associate with my own email address, coming into one place. Use rules or filters and folders or labels. Use the functionality to create rules or filters and folders or labels to help you to get organised. Don't go too mad and overcomplicate what your email account does, but using ways to file and filter your messages can be really helpful. For example, I have a number of websites that I manage and I have alert emails coming from them in relation to security issues via a plugin that I use. Rather than having those emails sitting in my inbox and getting in the way of me reading the more urgent stuff, I have labels set up so that I have a separate folder for each website. I then have filters set up that automatically move those emails from my inbox and straight into those folders until I'm ready to deal with them. Whilst I use labels and filters, I also have a tool that I can't live without. In fact, it stopped working a few months ago for a few hours and it made me realise just how helpful it is in keeping my email organised and under control when everything went haywire. It's called SaneBox and it works with any email client, service or device, so it says on their website, although it says it doesn't work with POP accounts. I get round that by using Gmail for everything including POP accounts and SaneBox works with Gmail. The reason I like it so much is that it organises my mail for me without me having to get involved, presenting me with only the most important emails in my inbox and the less important but still fairly important emails in my at sane later folder. 
Then newsletters and regular emails that aren't urgent get diverted into my at sane news and at sane bulk folders. Sanebox decides which those emails are and you can train it by moving emails into and out of the relevant folders so that it knows what to do next time. There's even an option to train the system to send email to the at black hole folder as an alternative to unsubscribing from them. Once I've had Sanebox organise my email at the top level, I then have my own process to enable me to work through my emails quickly and keep my inbox clear. Read emails and act immediately. If I need to respond immediately or if I can respond with a few words, I do that straight away and then file or delete the email. I have a folder called Respond Today where I move any emails that need responding to today but don't need an immediate reply or where the email may take a little while to compose. Any emails that are for information and don't need a response either get deleted or archived once I've read them. If they have useful information that I want to keep for reference, I either archive the email if it will eventually become obsolete and it won't matter if I delete it at some point in the future, or I forward it to Evernote via my device app or using the browser extension. Any emails that don't need a response but do require me to do something get forwarded to Todoist, which is the tool that I use to manage my to-do list, and anything that needs adding to my calendar gets added to that straight away too. If I'm in a real hurry, then I might move those action emails to my Respond Today folder to get them out of my inbox, but also to ensure that I deal with them later in the day when I have more time. Set specific times for checking your email. I can't completely admit to doing this as well as I might. I do batch my email checking when I'm in the office so I don't keep dipping in and out of it, especially when I'm using my Focus Time app. When I'm out and about and in need of distraction, I do tend to be a bit more responsive to my email on my phone. I do try to follow the aforementioned process as I go along to keep the emails moving out of my inbox, but again that doesn't always happen when I'm out and about, and I sometimes have to have a quick admin moment to sort out my inbox in a batch. And I'm one of those people who checks email first thing. I like to know what's on its way today, but that doesn't mean that I start working on any of it straight away as I try to keep to my morning routine first. I have a recurring task and reminder in my Todoist at 4 o'clock each day to remind me to respond to the emails that are in the Respond Today folder. I used to do this at 6 o'clock the following day as a first job for the day, but I much prefer to spend that time reading and I now like to respond to emails on the same day if at all possible, although that doesn't always happen. Be free with a delete key. With the amount of space that Google lets us have nowadays, we don't have to be quite as good at deleting unwanted emails as in the past especially when I worked in corporate and we had limited space for our Outlook emails. How many times did I run out of space for more email? But I still think it's good practice to prune your email archive regularly. And I definitely recommend forwarding specific reference material to something like Evernote. There's a special email link in your account to enable you to do that, so that at such time as you need to start deleting old emails from your email account, you know you won't be deleting important stuff. And the same goes for using a password keeper like LastPass to keep all your login details safe so you're not relying on having saved the emails. It's tempting to save all those cool newsletters with great points and things to learn, but the truth is you're not likely to ever read them again. Use your note-taking tool to keep the most important points and then delete them. Create standard repeated replies. If you have to keep repeating yourself in response to emails asking similar questions, work out a way to do that in least time. Gmail has an option called Canned Responses, where you can save emails that you regularly have to send to use again. 
I used to use it, but I found that it sometimes loses the saved emails, so it wasn't reliable enough. You can imagine how frustrating that was. I now use something called short keys that enables me to save snippets of content, including big snippets if necessary, and add them into my emails by typing two hashes and then the code for that particular snippet. I use this any time I need to add content into an email that I've used before and will use again. It only works with a PC. I use Text Expander on my iPhone and iPad, which also works on a Mac. And if you have a business, you could create a frequently asked questions page on your website to try to answer most of the regularly asked questions before they get as far as your email. Keep it short and sweet. Don't get too carried away with your email content. Okay, maybe I should be following my own advice. Don't burden other people as well as taking up too much of your own time. Try and stick to a few lines, three or four paragraphs at the most. I hope you found these ideas and tips useful. What do you do to manage your email? What do you think of Inbox Zero? Would it work for you? Why not come over to my Facebook group, Using Your Power to Live More, and let us know. Joe's Jams. This is the part of the show where I do a recap of the key points of the interview. That's the stuff that I really liked and the apps, books, tips and tools that were shared. I used to do this immediately after the interview, but now I've rejigged the format of the podcast. I'm doing the interviews on alternate weeks. And then in the week in the middle, I will share content myself with you. And then Joe's Gems will form a recap of the key points from the interview from the previous week. So you get two opportunities to hear and digest the key points that my really interesting guests bring up during their interviews. So last week I interviewed Andrew Donovan and that was on show 27. So if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 27, you can listen to the whole interview if you haven't already done so. As a home-based entrepreneur, you're faced with a variety of challenges and obstacles to run your business from day to day, from developing a system for the tedious tasks to organising and structuring your daily routines to allow you to not only work with your clients and produce quality work, but also to allow you the freedom you desire to spend time with your family or travel the world. How do you structure your day to fit it all in? What routines have you found that work best for you as you grow your business and your family? Last week, my guest was an author and travelling leadership coach, Andrew Donovan. Andrew has over 20 years of experience in the coaching industry, helping CEOs, entrepreneurs and business owners find the work-life balance they desire by facilitating innovative, collaborative social retreats for her clients and their company. She has recently published a book, Motivate Yourself, Get the Life You Want, Find Purpose and Achieve Fulfilment. As an entrepreneur and a worldwide traveller, she has a unique perspective on the things you should focus on to find a daily routine that fits your needs, fulfills your desires and allows you to get your best work done every day. She joined me to share her insight and perspective on how business owners can structure their day and plan by identifying their ideal outcomes instead of using to-do lists. Coping with daily routine changes. During my conversation with Andro, we discussed some of the challenges that many entrepreneurs face, especially those who frequently travel, such as speakers, coaches and consultants. As a travelling entrepreneur, she gave me some insight on how she copes with the routine changes that often occur when your business involves travelling. 
she very clearly has a process for ensuring that when she gets to wherever it is she's traveling for business and, and perhaps has to meet the client before the retreat, uh, that she works out a way that she can meet them uh, at the hotel restaurant or, or locally, but make sure that she's back by a certain time so that uh, she gets her seven hours sleep, which is the minimum that um, she likes to have when she's away. Usually she's looking for eight hours when she's at home. And she says that's a really big deal for her. She really can't function if she doesn't get that sleep. So she really crafts what she's doing around that, which I think is a really good point that quite often we can get sort of caught up in the sort of excitement, the interest of, of meeting people and, and feeling like we need to fit in with, with their plans. But actually, you know, if you've got to deliver some some work and you've got to be, you know, fully functioning and, and alert, that actually working out how much sleep you're going to get and you, and you need is, is really important. She went on to explain that sleep was critical to maintaining the busy lifestyle of a travelling business owner. And she also explained that one of the key factors in helping her maintain and adjust to the ever-changing routines is a great support system at home. And she talked about uh, using divide and rule at home, um, but having various rituals that she does that helps to um, make the process of returning home from being away sort of more seamless. So thinking about the, the 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 things that she needs to do when she first gets home and the things that her husband and children can be doing to help her to sort of integrate back into family life. Strong family connections and support. When you're traveling the world for business, keeping a strong connection and feeling fully supported by your family throughout your ventures is a critical part of feeling completely fulfilled. Andro explained what she did to feel fully connected to her family and husband, even while on the road for an event. She talked very much about uh, the, the phone being that sort of connection point and being quite clear with her husband about the sorts of messages that she needs from him. So sort of quite offhand, quite cryptic messages aren't very helpful when she's, you know, a long way away and actually, um, you know, being clear about what she needs from him, what she needs him to be telling her when she's away um, helps to keep her sort of connected with what's going on back at home with the children and so on. She then went on to explain how the book Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Last by Gary Chapman has helped her identify her own and her husband's channel for receiving love and discuss that with her husband. So that helps them to sort of remember that while she's away. It's the, not the first time that book's been recommended on the podcast and I've just started to read it myself. So uh, we'll be interested to see uh, what what comes out from that. Gratitude. When you think about the word gratitude, you may initially think about what you're thankful for, your loving family, your devoted friends and your amazing clients. Andro explains that while at home, part of her daily routine is to set aside some time to work through her gratitude process. And she also explained how setting aside time to truly dive deep into her gratitude questions has helped ground her and prepare herself for each day. So every morning, Andrew asks herself what she wants to get from the day. What does she feel grateful for? What's working for her in her life? And then she might sit down with a, a blank sheet of paper and list the outcomes that she wants from that day. So she will say, what, what do I want the, the end of this day to look like? And then when, once she's written the list, she likes to look at it and ask herself, is it in line with her purpose? And we'll doing those things make her feel satisfied at the end of the day and take her closer to, to what she wants to achieve. Urgent tasks versus vital tasks. 
We all know that each task we tackle throughout our day, whether for business or for our family, each task is of a certain priority. For instance, would you prioritise sweeping and mopping before helping your clients? Of course not, but sometimes certain tasks can seem more important than they really are. And that's why Andro stresses the importance of truly understanding the difference between vital tasks and urgent tasks. So she describes it as vital tasks are the ones that are life-giving, things that give vitality to your purpose and take you closer to the thing you really want, the bigger thing, the big agenda. And urgent tasks are things that demand your attention but do not bring you closer to those bigger goals. Finding your purpose. Did you know that your elevator speech is closely related to how you identify your purpose? So how do you identify your purpose, your mission in life or business, and how do you present that to the world? So there's a few questions that Andro advises to help you to identify your purpose. So the first one is, what do I do? The second one is, what do I love to do? The third is, what am I supremely qualified to teach people? The fourth is, who do I want to do it for? And the fifth is, what do people want from me and how do they transform from my contribution? Vision boards, to-do lists and ideal outcomes. It's long been said that creating a vision board, a visual guide of the things you want to achieve, the places you want to go and environments you want to create for yourself and your family is a critical first step when starting a business. In fact, many of today's top entrepreneurs still use vision boards to stay on track in their business and life, including people like Oprah Winfrey and Katy Perry. However, how does envisioning yourself achieving certain levels of success help you actually reach those goals? Andro says it's really important to have some sort of envisioned process and said that Aristotle said the first stage of action is contemplation because those pictures and images and feelings and sounds, they stimulate your mind's eye and your imagination. And if you can't imagine yourself having this life or this job or this relationship, you're never going to create it. You have to first imagine it. And then you've got to really desire it and want it. And then you've got to tune in. You've got to tune into all the negative voices, little saboteurs in your head, Andro says. She calls them rats, little rats. <laughs> um, your mind saying you can't have it. You don't have a degree or you can't write because you're dyslexic or, or whatever those limiting beliefs are. And she says you've got to be aware of those because they will undermine you and they will keep you stuck. Uh, knowing that they're going to be there and allowing them to surface and, and maybe even writing them down uh, or you know just sort of speaking them verbally can help you to transform them and start to get in control of them um, as you become more conscious of them. And then she went on to say that once you've transformed those, that that's, that's an ongoing moment-to-moment daily practice. You can't just transform them one day and that's it. But if you keep doing it, it gets easier as you start to believe in yourself more. So she starts, uh, she, she suggests using perhaps a, a vision board or a life plan or something. And then day to day, it's easier to then think about those things that you want to do. But she says one of the things she doesn't do is use to-do lists. To-do lists versus idle outcomes. So to-do lists are often recommended to new business owners and entrepreneurs. And for some, they work great. And I have to say, I use a to-do list and I find it works really well for me, but Andro uh, doesn't uh, doesn't agree with them. Um, and she says, for others, to-do lists often give you a false sense of accomplishment. She said, you might be checking off 10 or 15 tasks that you wanted to accomplish, but if half of the tasks don't lead you to the ideal outcomes that you want, um, say, perhaps collaborating with a new client, it might just have been busy work instead of helping you to actually achieve your end goal. So, 
Andro actually chooses to create daily ideal outcome lists instead of a daily to-do list. And she thinks that's a big shift. She says, you know, it doesn't matter whether she's going into a meeting or she's got a a list of, or not a list, (laughs) she's got a million things to do. She said if she does a to-do list, she could be working on it all day and still feel dissatisfied at the end of it. Whereas if she talks about ideal outcomes and how does she want to feel at the end of the day, um, then when she gets to the end of the day, she can uh, have done whatever it is and then look back knowing that she is feeling how she wanted to feel. She's got the outcome that she intended to get, even if she hasn't perhaps done everything that might have been sort of hanging around that needed doing. Uh, So you don't get then lost in that busyness. You actually uh, focus on the things that will take you to that end result, that outcome that you're looking for, as opposed to just ticking off a load of of uh, to-do items. So uh, quite an interesting perspective on it and, and certainly something that I'll um, continue to bear in mind as I write my to-do list. <laughs> so the takeaway. In a nutshell, Andro outlined the key steps to finding your purpose, creating your daily routine and motivating yourself to stay on track to achieve your big goals and aspirations. So here's a few simple steps to help you start that journey. So the first one is find your purpose. Ask yourself those important questions that will help you identify what your true purpose in life or business really is. What's your one-line elevator pitch? Create a vision board. Envision yourself achieving your goals, what your life will be like when you achieve them, how you want to feel. Then focus on the ideal outcomes, not what's on your to-do list. What will it take to help you accomplish the most in the same amount of time with the same amount of effort? The fourth one is get plenty of sleep. Put nutrition, sleep and exercise as the top of your priority list to help fuel you to achieve more. And connect with like-minded people. Get involved in peer groups that have similar goals as you and invest in your own self-improvement and learn from others. If you'd like to find out more about Andro and perhaps reach out to her, then you can go to her website, which is androdonovan.com. And of course, you can grab her book, which is Motivate Yourself, Get the Life You Want, Find Purpose and Achieve Fulfillment. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash in this case 28. If you have a specific need to improve your productivity, organisational well-being, you can talk to me about how I can help you. If you use powertolivemore.com forward slash powerchat, you can book in for a free call with me. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 28. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Use your power to live more.